What's up? What's going on, everybody? And how we doing out there? How are you today? Welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. On this day today, where, I mean, I don't want to age myself, but it's a new world that we're living in. I guess these are the things that we're going to be hearing and dealing with more. But um, where I'm living right now in New York... Um, they they cancel school and it's all remote learning, thinking that we were supposed to be getting snow from like early morning until late tonight and we was going to be buried alive. And then you didn't hear anything on the newscast or anything because usually when there's like a bomb blast or, or, or nor'easter, they up on there telling you, look, buy food for like today, tomorrow and next week. They said nothing about this, which made me believe it was going to be real. And then what happens? You wake up. And is it snowing? Yes, but it's melting as soon as it's hitting the ground. And it's early in the a.m. right now, and it's melting as soon as it hits the ground. And you mean to tell me that they told kids to stay home for this? I mean, the roads aren't even icy. And you don't mean to tell me they told kids to stay home and be remote learning for this? I tell you, it, one of the things, and I'm sure there's going to be many, but one of the things that we're all going to realize that came about from the pandemic is remote access to being able to do things from home where before it was like, well, I can't do it because I can't come in. Now they just going to be like, oh, this, this join the Zoom meeting. Because it, it, it's when you were a kid, <clears throat> part of being a kid and having that fun was there's no school. We get to chill out, go out, play in the snow, play some video games and just have a free day. But it's just not feeling like that anymore now. Now it's just... That aspect of childhood is gone. But, you know, they have better video games than I did, so I can't be mad at them. The quality and the technology is better now. So um, that's that. You know, um, unfortunately, this war between Russia and Ukraine is still taking place. Anybody that's listened to this that's um, suffering in any way or, or has um, in any way felt the pain if you're Ukrainian or just in any way dealing with this, you know, my heart goes out to you. It's, it's terrible when um, deaths have to happen. War has to happen. War is big money, but you it costs money to fund war, which is good for your economy. But the price is life and life can never have a price. Um, you know, when you first heard about this war, and look, I'm not going to be political. I'm not that dude. I don't even watch news like that. I usually get my information from other people or just new snippets here and there while I'm like surfing channels during the commercial break during the game. And I might put it on CNN for like a minute. So um, all I want to say is this, this Putin guy that's leading Russia, um, a lot of companies, big companies have said they're not going to do business with Putin and their currency in Russia went down to barely nothing. And everybody thought, what's going on with this guy? This guy's this, this guy's that. And then come to find out around the world, we're like, yeah, this guy's this. Look, he's losing everything. Meanwhile, our gas prices are going up. So do you think that potentially what this guy Putin said is, I'm prepared for all of that. But you know what? Buck y'all. Because I'm just going to get that money back that you guys took by leaving Russia by raising the money for gas. They're talking about it could be up to six six dollars uh, a gallon. I mean, are we funding this war for somebody? Are we saving somebody's economy? I mean, nobody's talking about that, but we're talking about like all these other issues. 
And I feel like, why are we being hurt by this war? If we're not, how should I say, involved in an impactful way. And when I say impactful, I mean like skin in the game, cleats on the floor type of impact. Anyway, those are just a couple of thoughts that um, I wanted to start my day with. Everything else is going fine with me. Can't complain. Um, two things that did happen were the signing of Aaron Rodgers and the trading of Russell Wilson. So I want to go into Aaron Rodgers first. Um, so Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers has signed a $200 million four-year deal with the Green Bay Packers. And he, with that contract, will be the highest paid player in NFL history. Now, out of that $200 million, 153 is guaranteed, meaning that by hook or crook, this dude is getting $153 million. The rest of the money, that's probably incentives. You know, you win playoff games, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP, statistical achievements. That's probably all that other money that's in the contract. Now, you're hearing um, when certain outlets, those are the things that we know from the contract. But in my research, I saw two things. That it's a th actually a three-year deal with a fourth-year player option, meaning that it's, in essence, a three-year $51 million deal. That's crazy, right? Three, three years, $51 million. Or if you do the four years, and you just do the $153 million guaranteed. Four years and just the guaranteed money. Do you know that's $38,250,000? Yeah, I pause right there just for you to think about that. $38,250,000 over four years to play some football. Now, he's already paid. He's already got big bucks. If I were him, and I'm sure he already has guys taking care of his money in, in, in way better fashion than me, I would just sit there and say, look, I've already got all this money caked up. Out of every year that we get this $38.25 million, uh, I'm just going to bank $38 million and just have $250,000 a year as my budget to do whatever I want to do. If I want to go out and just do crazy stuff and be irresponsible. That's cool. Cause I'm banking 38 million. Oh God. Now enough of the money. Um, these are my, and my opinions only on this deal. When I look at this deal, um, it tells me a couple things. It tells me that Aaron Rodgers is cool. Not winning a super bowl. It tells me that if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want, it doesn't, win a Super Bowl, he wants to get paid as if he, because he's not going to, or as if he did win a Super Bowl. Because there are a couple of layers here. When you are getting paid that much money, that means you're taking a big chunk out of the salary cap. Taking that big a chunk out of the salary cap prohibits you from signing other players in areas of need. Yes, they have a whole bunch of offensive weapons. Yes, they're going to franchise tag Devontae Adams. But what about the defense? As we all know, defense wins championships, offense wins games. They have a whole bunch of defensive players that might, they might want to think about resigning, and they probably can't because of the money allocated to Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's, that's 
big to me. Because when you look at Tom Brady, you can say whatever you want to say about Tom Brady, but that dude would sign for big money and take pay cut after 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 pay cut. And he got a whole bunch of rings doing that. And he's considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't want, Tom Brady's not considered one of, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers, no matter if he wins another playoff game or not, he will go down as one of the great quarterbacks of all time. So I don't want to diminish that. I don't want to make it seem as though if he doesn't win another Super Bowl in any way, it's going to tarnish his legacy. All that's going to do if he doesn't win another Super Bowl is just say, this is when you talk about tiers of quarterback, when you start getting to that top of the pyramid, he might not be as close as you think. When it's all said and done, when he enters the Hall of Fame, because there are two things to me that people remember you for. And when you're great or not even great, but they remember you for what were your regular season stats? Did you dominate your era? And how many Super Bowls did you win? Now, you could sit there and say, hey, there are quarterbacks out there that didn't dominate their era, but they won Super Bowls. They've made multiple Super Bowl uh, appearances. One of them is the next guy I'm going to talk about. But I want to stay with Aaron Rodgers now. Now, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. After this four-year deal, skills are going to start to diminish at some point. What does Green Bay do then? Because now they've put their franchise in a position where it's not the Green Bay Packers, it's the Aaron Rodgers Packers. You haven't, he's no longer a player, he is a partner. And you've mortgaged the future. And can they win the Super Bowl? Yes. It's possible for them to win the Super Bowl. You have arguably the best duo with quarterback and receiver in the NFL. If not the best, top two or three. But it hasn't happened. And is it going to happen? Who knows? They could catch lightning in a bottle. Look at Joe Burrow and the Bengals. They caught lightning in a bottle and went to the Super Bowl. But my thing is, is that that salary cap, everybody's saying, oh, it could be manipulated. It could be changed. You could cut players. You could tell guys to take a salary cut. It's one thing to have all these other players. Will Aaron Rodgers ever be that guy to take a salary pay cut to give it to another player so that player can help him win a title. I don't know if he's that dude to do that. Because there are teams where Aaron Rodgers, if he wanted to win a chip, there are teams out there that would have made a move for him. If he would have said, look, I want to go to Denver, send me to Denver. His offensive coordinator went to Denver. I already know the playbook better than the whole team. If he wanted to sit there and say, look, send me to San Francisco. Jimmy G's eye, I know they got Trey Lance, but Trey could wait for another day. And he could have gone to the 49ers and turned the 49ers into an instant overnight Super Bowl contender. Right? Any team in the NFL that doesn't have a young quarterback ready to go to the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers could go there and say, I want to play. But he didn't want to do that. He wanted to get paid. And I can't knock anybody for wanting to get their bag because in the end, 
when you take the cleats off, the helmet off, all you have is the memories and the people forget you. You start looking at that bank account and start thinking, damn, maybe I should have earned or stayed or asked for more money while I was playing. So if he feels as though getting the Super Bowl is I, but I really want to get this bag, don't knock him for that. But all I'm saying is, as a franchise, the Packers, they put themselves over a barrel for the next couple of years. Because Tom Brady, he went to Tampa Bay, got them a Super Bowl in year one. Didn't like the way things were going in year two. I'm out. With, with 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 Tom Brady and the forty and the pack, I said the pack. With Tom Brady and the Patriots, he was taking pay cuts and telling dudes, "Look, you are gonna get paid the bare minimum, but we gonna go." And the the expectation is to make the Super Bowl. The goal is to win a Super Bowl. Not that many franchises can sit there and say legitimately year in and year out, "That's what we're trying to do." Packers, I don't know. If that's their their their, their mantra. But, I mean, all I know is this. When everybody's going out for team dinners, everybody know Aaron Rodgers is paying. Now, um, switching gears, when I talked about a quarterback that has made multiple Super Bowls and um, maybe the statistical comparisons aren't there with Aaron Rodgers, I was talking about Russell, uh, Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson, who's been traded to the Denver Broncos. Now, listen to the load that the Seattle Seahawks got. They got two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and three players. One defensive lineman who was considered um, a leader, one of those solid guys in a locker room for the Broncos, and Noah Font, who was considered a top-10 tight end. Now, you and another player um, that was also put in a deal. So you got basically... Uh, Eight players for Russell Wilson, essentially. Now, this could transform Seattle, depending on how they draft, depending on how where they go with their team and their organization. But for the Broncos, the Broncos are now looking like they're that organization where their mantra is, we're going to build it and they will come. And they will, be, meaning the quarterback, because they got Peyton Manning to come and he won them a ring. And it's ironic because Russell Wilson won his first Super Bowl ring against the Denver Broncos in that shellacking that Peyton Manning took. And now he's their quarterback, but Russell Wilson is looking like he wants to play for another ring. And when you look at the Broncos, yes, they lost the tight end. Okay. But they have a good, they have Jerry Judy. They have a good trio of receivers in Denver. They got a good run. They got a run game in Denver. With his experience and his ability to make, but they have a good or maybe even better—not maybe—a better offensive line in Seattle. Probably the entire time Russell Wilson was in Seattle, missing the tight end, it hurts. But you got to give to get, right? And the 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 Denver they gave up a lot. Leadership that you lose with that defensive lineman is what you get with Russell Wilson. And now what do you do? And what is the main focus with the Broncos? I'm thinking acquiring assets on the defensive side of the ball. If Russell Wilson says, hey, look, we need this. I need that for me to be more effective offensively. Cool. But defensively, that's where we're going to pour the money into. Because now we got a quarterback and O-line receivers and a run game. And, oh, look at all these young players that we have on defense. Maybe veterans might, might, might be willing to take 
that pay cut to join Russell Wilson in Denver. I think that for Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, this potentially could be more pivotal for Russell Wilson changing his legacy than Aaron Rodgers. Because if Aaron Rodgers doesn't win a Super Bowl, we're not going to think of him any less than we do now. It's just he wanted the bag. But now when you look at Russell Wilson and he has two Super Bowl rings, a couple Super Bowl appearances, and then when he's said and done and you look at his career stats, you're like, wow, are we underestimating the talent and what everything Russell Wilson brought to the table? Now, will he surpass Aaron Rodgers? For right now, I'm going to say no, but you never know, man. Because what if, you know, it's it's one thing to have a couple, you know, four or five thousand yard, three thirty touchdown seasons, and then you lose. And it's not like Aaron Rodgers loses in the playoffs, man. And it's like a bad, like, you know, a a a, a heartbreaking 31-24 loss or a last second field goal, and you know, it's 24-21 to win the game. They get beat bad. It's not like a game where it's just like, oh, we're right there. It's like they get beat bad. The 49ers gave them a beat that where dudes are taking, probably taking shots to Hennessy at halftime. And against the 49ers, the 49ers, they were, they, other than a block a punt, I mean, the four, that, that, that game was right there for the Packers to win. So, I mean, you, you, you never know, man, because it's at the point now where, what are we considering greatness? Is it stats strictly, winning strictly, or is it a mixture of both? Because for me, determining greatness is a mixture of both. Because we can say whatever we want about stats, but why do we play the game? It's kind of like saying, why do we go to college? We go to college to do what? Some of us go to college to satisfy our parents. Some of us go to have fun, drink, party, indulge in illegal activities, discover yourself. Um, Others go for an education. They have a plan. Others go for a semester and go into other areas of professional sports. But when you go to college, if you're not going to become a professional athlete, the goal is to graduate. Unless you one of them dudes where I can change the game and I'm dropping out of school. Okay? And when you're joining or when you're playing sports, the goal is to win. It's to not look good and lose and have some really good stats. It's to win. And if you don't want to win, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with playing and getting a whole bunch of stats and accentuating how great of an individual player you are. But I will say this, Tom Brady, greatest of all time, took pay cuts, said, I don't want to be the highest paid player. I'm going to be very demanding. I mean, rumor is, is that the reason why he left Tampa Bay is because a lot of these guys, including the coaching staff, were starting to feel themselves and didn't have that Bill Belichick. Y'all think you did something? You guys are trash. You guys are garbage. I'm not even putting your names on your locker room type mentality. And that wasn't there in Tampa Bay. And to me, 
Tom Brady is great. Players that want to play for their for their stats are good. And I can't say they're great if Tom Brady's great. Now, Russell Wilson, let's say this guy gets two more Super Bowl rings and then stays with Denver and really stat pads. Could you consider him in a higher light than Aaron Rodgers? Mm, we got to see what them stats look like, baby. But that's um, all that I have for you in today's episode. My time is up. So, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of things. You know, I, I read some books all the time, and I write down a lot of things that I feel that I want to um, bring and remember and leave for the next generation of my family. So I kind of want to give you some of these things. Um, some of them I wrote down who the, 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 the author, who I heard it from the person, or sometimes it may just be a line in a book and I didn't write it down, but here is my, um, positive, uh, affirmation or manifestation. Bring the fight to any situation, learn how to dictate the terms of confrontation. If you lose, don't let it be because you were back down and beaten down. Let it be because you went for what you wanted. And simply came up against someone with more skill. Don't be afraid to take a punch from life. Read that again. Bring the fight to any situation. Learn how to dictate the terms of confrontation. If you lose, don't let it be because you were backed down and beaten down. Let it be because you went for what you wanted and simply came up against someone with more skill. Don't be afraid to take a punch from life. In order to be achieving what you want in life, you got to participate and not be on the sideline. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye, everybody.